0: It's a bird! It's a plane! It's another episode of Under the Bridge!
1: Yay! Or is it a thing of, oh shit, it's it's Under the Bridge.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully not that one.
1: Hopefully not that
0: one. Hi everybody, I'm Cody, a.k.a. The Scarlet Troll. And I'm Greg, a.k.a. Greg. And I'm gonna jump right to the big news of the week. Oh boy. What's red and blue and not gonna be the protagonist anymore of their own series?
1: Captain America. Ash Ketchum. Wait, I'm sorry?
0: Yeah, Ash is <laughs> moving on from the Pokemon anime. They're writing him out. Wow, that actually makes
1: me kind of sad. Doesn't it? And I don't give a f- about Pokemon. <laughs> also, I'm
0: a little upset with you because I was really hoping you were gonna say Superman.
1: <laughs> I, I figured that's what you are gonna go for. It's like, nah, I gotta catch him off guard with something else.
0: Very good. I suppose that's what I get for not cluing you in. That's how you know the content's not manufactured here.
1: <laughs> oh, that's sad. That is actually Yeah, he sad. and
0: Pikachu are getting an 11-episode anime special or something to close out their story. And then we're moving on to new characters.
1: Oh, God. Oh well, that's those are big shoes to fill. Right? Big, regressively aging
0: shoes. <laughs> progressively non-aging. Constantly non-aging. Ten forever. Oh, shit! Maybe that means they'll let him get older. Yeah. Time skip?
1: Hopefully. Like, it's like, okay, so what happens later in the life of Ash Ketchum after he comes. Because wasn't the big thing that he is now, like, actually a Pokemon master or something?
0: He is the top champion or something of the such. World Monarch, I think it's called?
1: World Monarch.
0: <laughs> he won basically the, like, best of the best champion series. Mm. Granted, there are some people saying that win wasn't legitimate, but you know what? Pokemon anime, it doesn't... Wins are almost never legitimate. yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a gross overgeneralization, <laughs> but the fact remains, some of Ash's worst losses were total and complete and bull, so why shouldn't a Windy? Yeah.
1: yeah, It's hard for me to disagree with that.
0: But it is very bittersweet, you know? As, as many problems as I have with Pokemon, and as much as I'm kind of falling out with it, mm-hmm. I used to watch that show all the time.
1: Oh, yeah. I watched the show pretty consistently until I turned... 13 i believe like 12 or 13 was when it finally lost me but even still that was a pretty healthy chunk of my childhood so for it to be a thing where ash is just like gone at this point that's actually kind of sad i'm a little bit upset by that news i'm not gonna lie
0: the end of an era to be sure Mm -hmm. the question is are we going to spend another 20 plus years with this new set of protagonists or are we moving towards a model where they just start rotating the protagonists out and doing seasonally instead of constantly ongoing? Probably that one because that seems more economically feasible. Or
1: well, are they still doing the thing where the show's seasons and whatnot are supposed to coincide with whatever game has come out? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I could see them doing that. In fact,
0: that. part of why everybody was kind of surprised by this is that it's actually kind of rare that the anime doesn't debut a new season to coincide with a new game the same month as the new game.
1: Based on that, I could see them doing a revolving door type of thing, just so they can have something new for each game and make the show a bit more tied, at least to the game's like overall tone or whatnot.
0: We'll see. One of the first things they showed in the teaser was a shiny Rayquaza, which is definitely not Paldean, so hmm. guess we'll find out. Yeah. Still, though, you were kind of a dumb shit, Ash, but you will be missed. <laughs> Indeed. Are you ready for a dad of boy TV series? A dad
1: of boy. TV.
0: God of War. God
1: of. I'm sorry. God of War. What do you mean it was going to be a God of War TV show?
0: Prime Video, baby. Oh, for <laughs> f- sake. <laughs> It is going to be based on the 2018 game.
1: Uh, I can't really say anything because I've never played that game because I don't own a PS4.
0: (laughs) I've played little bits and pieces of it, and I need to play more of it at some point. Because I had a good time, as much as I'm not a fan of the new Mm over-the-shoulder combat in certain areas. But nothing filled me with more joy than working through the opening of the game, and it goes press triangle to throw the axe, and I do it and the axe just falls limply to the ground, and I just go, oh, oh this is going to be such a pain. So I'm just going to have to p- hike over there and pick it up, and, th- and then it goes, press triangle to return axe to hand.
2: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> Comes flying back into my hand. Mm. I'm about to become a goddamn issue.
1: <laughs> Complete apropos of nothing, I remember watching a video of someone playing L.A. Noir VR when that was first introduced, and they're, like, shooting at some some criminals, in a gunfight in the vr and they accidentally like go over a fence and drop their gun <laughs> right, uh- on the other side of the fence they go back in the cover and they try to get back up to <laughs> to get the gun back and they just get shot up <laughs> my god and it's like just the the image of kratos like just dropping the axe and then coming back to his hand it's like oh.
0: riddled with bullets <laughs>
1: i'm sorry it's just where my brain went there
0: <laughs> no that's good
1: uh okay fair i mean one of the strong suits for this series i've always heard even though i've never touched any of the games and i really do need to change that at some point is that you know the stories has always been the strong suit so with all of the games to get like story or like media adaptations outside of games god of war does make sense i will have to admit
0: yeah You want to hear one that doesn't make sense? Hmm. Blumhouse's Five Nights at Freddy's movie.
1: How do you make a movie out of... What? No. (laughs) I mean, it being Blumhouse, I I will admit, kind of makes sense, but still.
0: (laughs) Yeah, if anybody was, it would be them, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah. But... what? Okay, whatever.
0: (laughs) Oh, it gets crazier, though. Hmm. They've cast Josh Hutcherson and Matthew Lillard in this movie. Okay. I know those names. I cannot put their faces to any roles right now. One sec. I'm looking up Josh Hutcherson because... Uh, okay. <laughs> Josh Hutcherson I'm not super familiar with. He was some guy in the Hunger Games, apparently. Oh, well then, yeah, no. <laughs> oh! Mm. He was Jesse in Bridge of Terabithia. Oh! Okay. Terrible movie. <laughs> Oh, he was also the, I think it was the older brother in Zathura.
1: Okay. Well, that's
0: definitely interesting, I guess. Yeah, that's what we'd recognize him from, I suppose. Mm. And Matthew Lillard, you remember the live-action Scooby-Doo movies? Yes. He's shaggy.
1: Ha! Okay. God, I didn't know. What was the, I know we saw a horror movie with him at one point where they were like in a house that still had ghosts and crap in it.
0: I think that might have just been Scooby-Doo 2, Greg.
1: No, it wasn't Scooby-Doo 2. No, because people are actually dying on screen. It wasn't Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I've only seen him in a couple things, so I'm kind of surprised he still gets roles, in all honesty.
0: <laughs> I don't... This was a movie we saw. Yeah,
1: it's one that we saw like, as a group. And it, it's the one where there's a someone... I think it was like someone just died... And the estranged portion of the family goes over to this state-of-the-art house. They get locked inside of the house. It turns out Shaggy wasn't actually part of a maintenance crew, and he was like actually a con artist trying to get something out of the house. But the lower portions of the house have basically prison cells and have individual like ghosts and demons and whatever in them.
0: Wait, the 13th ghost?
1: That might have been it. I can't remember the name of it.
0: Oh, 13 ghosts. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Okay. (laughs) Yes.
0: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) No, because I remember when we watched it, I was like, that's fucking Shaggy. Wow, Shaggy's being an asshole.
0: (laughs) That's right. Oh, my God. Thank you for that. I can't believe I forgot, and I'm sorry I doubted you.
1: Oh, that's right. Tony Shalhoub was in it, too.
0: (laughs) And F. Murray Abraham.
1: Yeah, Tony Shalhoub was the mean dad or whatever.
0: Wow. Anyways, this sounds like it's gonna be a decently fun time.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) And by decently fun I mean probably a train wreck, but we'll we'll see.
1: Hopefully an enjoyable train wreck at very least.
0: Yeah. You got any other gaming news before we move away from gaming adjacent stuff?
1: There was a quote from a Microsoft executive in regards to the Xbox Activision deal trying to defend it because saying that because PlayStation has way more exclusives.
0: They're not wrong. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's... So when I saw this, it was one of those... It reminded me of how, like, a few weeks ago we talked about Sony saying, you know, we don't have any, like, first-person shooters that can compete with something like Call of Duty or Battlefield. And then I see this... No, they
0: specifically said Battlefield can't compete with Call of Duty. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because they were dunking on EA. (laughs)
1: Even better. And it reminded me of that because, let's see... In these cases, you have to defend yourself. Apparently, he was quoted as saying, quote... If you look at the global market, Sony has 70% of that market, and we have roughly 30%. No shit, because Microsoft, at least in terms of the Xbox, only really has a foothold in North America. The quote continues, The first thing a judge is going to have to decide is whether the FTC lawsuit is a case that will promote competition, or is it really instead a case that will protect the largest comp- competitor from competition? And, I mean, generally with those rules, as far as I've understood it, it's always supposed to be a little bit of both. Yes, there does need to be competition amongst companies and whatnot, but protecting a competitor from an even bigger competitor is literally how monopolies are avoided. So more than anything else, it's just one of those things where I don't know what's going on. It's like, okay, between Sony saying that, that Battlefield isn't competitive and Microsoft saying that they don't have as many exclusives as Sony does, which is mostly Microsoft's own fault. I'm just kind of like, okay, are we in this weird point where everyone's trying to make their argument by shitting on themselves? Because that's kind of the gist I'm getting from this right now. It's
0: basically Sony going, we suck, and that's why Microsoft (laughs) shouldn't buy Activision. And Microsoft (laughs) is going, no, we suck, and that's why we should buy Activision.
1: (laughs) And honestly, if anything, that makes me a little bit more worried about the buyout because Microsoft does have a history, at least... One that I've only recently delved into because my co-worker was telling me about it. But Microsoft apparently does kind of have a history of buying studios and not exactly dissolving them, but just doing nothing with them. Um, Rare. Rare. Wh- what?
0: Oh, nothing. Rare.
1: <laughs> I was actually getting ready to say Rare. <laughs> Rare being the most like well-known example, because like, Microsoft has held on to Banjo-Kazooie for... It's been at least a decade at this point, I believe.
0: Bring back the bear and the bird, you cowards! Yeah,
1: and like the only thing that's been done with them is like, yeah, Banjo Kazooie's still around. We let them be in Smash Brothers.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, don't forget nuts and bolts.
1: Oh boy, nuts and bolts. Yeah, no, I saw this pop up on my feed. It's like this is a dumbass argument. <laughs> and then the executive in question, Smith, uh, must be the saying that PlayStation has. 286 exclusive games, while Xbox only has 59. I would argue with something like that, it's like, okay, well, what matters is if the exclusives are actually good. Yeah. I'm kind of in a weird spot when it comes to that, because I would say PlayStation and Sony have more quality exclusives than Xbox, but the majority of their exclusives, with the exception of Gran Turismo and a couple other things, are things that I personally don't care about. To be fair, that kind of extends to Microsoft, of course. although Microsoft only has one up on that, because the exclusives that they make that I actually care about are Forza and, at this point, Flight Simulator. So it's two instead of one.
0: <laughs> I have roughly 40 podcast episodes. Suck it, Jordan Peele, <laughs> made of only three movies. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's just... I don't know. It's just one of those things where I normally i would try to attempt to see like the logic in it but it's like i really don't if anything it just makes me more concerned as a ex- as a consumer because like okay so you're saying you have less exclusives does that mean you're gonna do more things with the studios you own to make more quality exclusive no we're just gonna use that to argue with the ftc okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah all right
1: yeah that's really it i'm pretty sure there's been a couple things about the grand turismo movie but i do not
0: care enough to even talk about that <laughs> that's fair so i think we're both pretty big fans of Donald Glover, right? Oh yes. And it's no secret that he showed up in Spider Man Homecoming as Aaron Davis, aka the Prowler. Yeah. But nothing much has come of that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm happy to announce Glover is attached to star in and produce a Sony Spider Man adjacent movie. Yeah. Revolving around Hypno Hustler.
1: Who the fuck is Hypno Hustler? <laughs> <laughs> Like, what the hell kind of name is that?
0: <laughs> he uses hypnosis technology and his instruments to rob audiences. At least when he first showed up. That's a little lame, I'm sorry. <laughs> Only a little bit. Ugh. But it's being written by Eddie Murphy's son.
1: Okay. <laughs> it's like he uses he uses hypnotic powers to like rip off audiences. That's no, that's called making Donald Trump an NFTs.
0: Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's just another Sony is dumb, and this is probably a terrible idea.
1: But it has Donald Glover things. attached to it,
0: <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> it's like it's... I can't, <laughs> I can't just write this one off.
1: Yeah, no, because ugh. it's annoying because it's not. I'm going to assume it's not tied to like MCU Spider Man in any capacity whatsoever, other than God.
0: Like, I hope not.
1: Yeah, other than like maybe a name drop or two.
0: The same way Morbius was. Oh, no, wait. Morbius just straight up removed Vulture from the Spider-Man film somehow. And mm-hmm.
1: Ugh. man, the better part of my brain wants to write it off. But it's like, enjoy Donald Glover too much to do that.
0: <laughs> I might actually have to watch this one. I say it like I'm not going to watch all the other ones. I'm just going to say,
1: I'm pretty sure I'm going to watch this whenever it comes out.
0: All right, I'm probably not watching El Muerto, okay? So
1: <laughs>
0: they got to really sell me on this El Muerto thing. Right. And Craven. And Craven. And Madam Web. <laughs> Morbius cut deep. I don't think I have it in me to do this anymore. Fair.
1: <laughs> Morbius was an experience. Yeah. And not in a good way. <laughs> we make movies better. Oh, there's no save in this movie, Sunshine.
0: <laughs> but enough about... Marvel-adjacent movies. Mm. Let's talk MCU. Alrighty. We have an official synopsis for the Marvels. Okay. Yes, it reads, Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel, has reclaimed her identity from the tyrannical Kree... You can imagine the Star Wars music playing on the (laughs) (laughs) ...and taken revenge on the Supreme Intelligence. Mm. But unintended consequences see Carol shouldering the burden of a destabilized universe when her duties send her to an anomalous wormhole linked to a Kree revolutionary... Her powers become entangled with that of Jersey City superfan Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Miss Marvel, I'm sorry, Kamala, hmm. Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Miss Marvel, and Carol's estranged niece, Captain Monica Rambo. Together, this unlikely trio must team up and learn to work in concert to save the universe as the Marvels.
1: I did actually imagine all of that as the scrolling Star Wars text. <laughs> thank you
0: yeah. i'm glad i put that idea yeah
1: even i can even see some of the bits like how they like, they capitalize important people or things in the scroll i can see that as well
0: <laughs> yeah you could see kree revolutionary being capitalized mm-hmm. wormhole being capitalized yeah anyways that sounds interesting it sounds
1: neat it sounds like interesting stuff
0: i'm looking forward to a trailer so i have a better idea of how to feel about this movie right Because I'm excited, don't get me wrong, the same way I'm decently excited for any Marvel movie. (laughs) But it just hits different once you have a trailer. Yeah, exactly. And now, more pointless trying to figure out what's going on at DC before James Gunn announces everything. Right. Here's what we can confirm. Hmm. James Gunn is writing a Superman script. Indeed he is. And Henry Cavill is not coming back. Indeed he is not. They have, however, had discussions about potential other characters he can play. Apparently this is going to revolve around a younger Superman who's just kind of starting out at the Daily Planet or as a reporter or something like that. He's already met many major characters, so it's not an origin story, which, good, I never have to see Superman, Batman, Mm Spider-Man. Never have to see their origins again. Right. Especially not in a major motion picture.
1: Yeah, when I saw that part as far as being the younger Superman, that was actually kind of the point. Because I know you've complained about it before, but that was actually kind of the point. It was like, okay, I do think I, not squarely directed at Batman, but I do think I see the general complaint now of, why is it always when they're new to this thing? <laughs> it's not necessarily bad, but I feel like the DC's been pulling a lot of that lately. It's Some of it's probably like foundational stuff or whatever they might want to do in the future. But it's like, okay, there's been a lot of, oh, this major character is new to being who they are. That's cool. I can only
0: assume it gives more freedom, but does kind of get a little bit old at a certain point. To be fair, it will have been 10 plus years since our last Superman origin story.
2: Ah, fair. Well,
0: actually, it'll have been 10 plus years since our first, since our last Superman Starring, headlining thing.
1: Yeah, since our first like Superman focused movie, <laughs> which is, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a little disappointing. Tragic. Yeah, that's pretty tragic. The thing that definitely got my attention more than anything else, given like guns and Cavill's like respective press releases in the matter, is that at least it seems like this caught Cavill very off guard, <laughs> from what
0: I've been yeah, able to tell. Presumably, he didn't expect when he was talking to whichever DC bosses he was talking to, that the new guys might just come in and clean slate. Yeah. And to be fair, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Cable looks old, but he is already almost 40. Really? 39.
1: Oh, I, I actually thought he was in his 40s.
0: <laughs> so, it's a case of, I understand if you want to get this universe off to another start and really get it rolling, you want a Superman who's around for a while. Right. Especially because you can't just stick him in a suit and CGI everything. Iron Man. (laughs) I do feel bad for Cable, though, because... Oh, yeah. I'm not going to get into the whole thing about was he being manipulated by Dwayne Johnson? Yes, no, because honestly, I have no idea. Everybody's got a different take on that thing, and I don't feel like slinging mud around. But it can't be easy to come back and have people be excited... And then be told we're going in a different direction. Yeah, it happens. It's business, but it still stinks.
1: Yeah, especially for a more or less an announcement of that degree. Even though, like objectively, from a storyline perspective, it's kind of silly the idea of Black Adam squaring up with Superman. But it can't be denied how much press and how much excitement that generated. So that part definitely sucks quite a lot. That I guess that'll never really materialize.
0: Yeah, but honestly, man, I just want Superman. Hmm. I don't really care who does it, as long as they do it well. Yeah, exactly. And I have faith that you could find somebody else who could do it, Hmm. and this has the added benefit of not as much Snyder baggage, so... Right. Yeah. (laughs) They're also looking for Ben Affleck to direct something.
1: Hasn't this been talked about for a few years at this point now?
0: Well, remember, Ben Affleck was originally going to direct what would end up becoming The Batman. Hmm... Back when he was Batman. Okay. And originally, I think it was supposed to pit Batman against Deathstroke. Hmm. And then once DC started imploding on itself and it all became too much and he stepped away, Matt Reeves took over, tooled it into something different. That became The Batman, its own standalone thing. Hmm. And yeah, that's where we're at. But apparently they still want him to direct stuff, which, hey, you know what? Go for it. Yeah, absolutely. The other big one is... A rumor has been going around that everybody's getting recast except for the stuff that Gunn himself worked on, a.k.a. the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker and those adjacent things.
1: There's a couple people I have a hard time seeing recast. I can't see them recasting Margot Robbie
0: in the slightest. Well, presumably she wouldn't be because she's part of the Suicide Squad. Yeah. If this rumor had been true. Mm -hmm. But then Gunn, who, like I said before, is very good about debunking false stuff, went on Twitter and said, I keep seeing posts with this untrue theory. We're not recasting everyone except the Suicide Squad. Which could be taken one of two ways. I was we're
1: also recasting the Suicide Squad.
0: <laughs> it could mean we're recasting everybody, Suicide Squad included, <laughs> or it could mean we're cherry picking a little more. Mm. For example, I don't see Shazam necessarily getting recast, although I'm starting to wonder. Shazam's in a weird place for me. Hmm if I'm honest, because the thing that I'm starting to realize is Shazam is hard to do in a live-action universe. Oh, how so? Well, an ongoing live-action universe, I should say, because the thing is the main interesting thing about Shazam is that he is a kid given the power of gods, basically, and put into an adult body. Hmm. And that's what makes the character fun and unique. Trouble is that can only last for so long when you've got real, live actors who are going to age up. Yeah. And once Shazam is an adult, you either don't need a new actor to play Shazam, the powered alter ego, or you do, and it's still just kind of weird, because then it's just an adult turning into a different adult, even though a long-standing idea of the Shazam form is that it's supposed to be basically adult Billy. Okay. So, I don't know. It's one of those things where... It might not be worth it to reboot Shazam, if only because Shazam will run its own course in due time, and once you've done three Shazam movies, there's not much point in doing another. Hmm. I want Mr. Mind, though. Better fucking give me Mr. Mind.
1: I was gonna ask, in the comics, is Billy basically DC's um, Ash Ketchum and never ages?
0: It's not that he never ages. Well, I mean, DC reboots its own universe all the time anyway, so kind of. (laughs) Anytime Captain Marvel gets old enough to be an adult, bam, hit that button! (laughs) Fair. Smash that motherfucking reset button, fam! Mm. It's why I hate trying to explain anything about DC continuity, because it's always changing. Right. Yeah, I don't know how to take this, because it could mean everybody's out, which would be kind of a shame, because there is some really good casting here. Yeah. Particularly in the Suicide Squad section. Mm. But... Ah, a clean slate might just be what they need.
1: They'll be like, hey, it worked for the comics, why not try it for the movies?
0: <sighs> the irony.
1: Yeah, indeed.
0: I don't know. It's one of those things we're just, we're just gonna have to see, because, yeah, who knows.
1: <laughs> well, hopefully whatever comes out is well, decent and not a complete train wreck.
0: Here's hoping. <laughs> Trailer time? Sure. All right. We got a trailer for 65 starring Adam Driver and Ariana Greenblatt.
1: Very much not what I was expecting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm confused and not in the good way.
1: Yeah, I don't know. As great as an actor as Adam Driver is, kind of generic action sci-fi hero is not exactly a role that they match with him in all honesty.
0: How bad of a pilot do you have to be to presumably have left Earth and then end up back on Earth but 65 million years before you left?
1: Yeah, that's... I can definitely see, like, the premise is supposed to be a thing of, yeah, future millions of years ago, like, technology in the past meets dinosaurs. Okay, I, I, I 100% see what the appeal of this is supposed to be, but it's still a little dumb.
0: <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe, here, mm. I don't think they're that clever. But here's what I'm thinking. Mm. You'd feel like them being on Earth all along would be a twist. Yeah. But it's not, clearly, because they give it away in the trailer. Yeah. And the title. So what if they're not actually from Earth? What if they're aliens and that's the twist?
2: Hmm. I
0: could see that. That's assuming there is a twist. There could very well not be a twist. Yeah. Not everything has to have a twist. Mm. But... Oh, man.
1: Normally, I'm all for anything that has on Driver in it. And there is still a part of me that wants to see it. But this one, I got the feeling, I was like, this seems a little generic.
0: Very. Yeah. Certainly not his best work. No, for sure. Oh, I guess we'll find out in March. Mm-hmm. We also got a trailer for The Whale.
1: I do want to see this trailer for The Whale. But I feel like this is going to be one of those things where... Because I generally don't cry with movies. Like, the closest I ever got to actually crying was the end of Ghostbusters Afterlife. But I feel like this would Really? Oh, yeah. So, spoilers if you haven't seen the Ghostbusters Afterlife. When the movie came out and I saw it, it wasn't that long. Like, it was within a year of my grandmother dying. So, Ah. the bit at the end where she's hugging... Oh, why am I... Egon. Egon. I, like, I genuinely came very close to crying.
0: No, I get you. Because at
1: that point, I really was, like... I I was more or less in a spot where I was like, I really... want to talk to my grandmother right now (laughs) Mm. but no this is very much one of those ones where i see it i'm like i feel like i'm probably gonna cry like a bitch at the end (laughs) or at least i would hope so i feel like it would be a massive disservice if i went to see this movie and i wasn't crying or something by the end because that's definitely the tone i'm getting from it
0: yeah it definitely looks like a Mm tearjerker
1: I do enjoy Brandon Fraser's humor because <laughs> it's one of My those
0: internal organs are at least two feet. In. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's
1: like, no, wait, why are you doing this? This isn't supposed to be funny.
0: <laughs> it's like this is supposed to be sad, and you're just here cracking jokes. Ah, <laughs> uh, how I too deal with uncomfortable situations. Oh, relatable. Yeah, yeah very. <laughs> no, I'm definitely looking forward to this one. Plus. It's shorter than the other two options we had this week, so.
1: <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> I would hope so.
0: But it looks, I'm interested in seeing how we got here and where it goes.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And Brendan Fraser's knocking it out of the park in this. Oh yeah,
1: Brendan Fraser looks like just such a joy. In a weird way, both like having the time of his life, but also just being, just communicating so much emotion so well in, in the bits that we see him in, in this trailer.
0: Absolutely raw. Mm-hmm. We also got a trailer for A Good Person, starring Florence Pugh and Morgan Freeman. (laughs) I'm sorry.
1: This trailer is, like, genuinely really good, and I am interested-
0: get out of our neighborhood fuck boy yeah
1: <laughs> i was like i i was like literally and she just starts spraying him with her nozzle and i i literally was like on oh my, my i was on my floor laughing <laughs> i was like no no i can't do this i can't do this that in and- The bit towards the end of the trailer where she's like, no, I'm going to not, I'm not going to talk about sex with my grandfather. It's like, oh, really? Because I love this shit. I'm like, I feel that. I haven't had that.
0: I'm in over my head.
1: Yeah. And it's like the way he says it where he's like, no, I I don't want to talk about this. It's like, I'm not a parent. I'm not a grandparent. The closest thing I have to a small being that I'm kind of responsible for has only like a minor grasp of the English language. But even Same. but but even still still I feel that. I feel that a hundred percent. Get out of our neighborhood, fuck boy.
0: <laughs> that one bit seems like if nothing else the movie would be worth it just for that. But it also stars a couple of actors who I really like, so
1: Yeah. No, this this looks like a good time.
0: <laughs> I'm looking forward to this one. I wanna fuck me up. Oh. Fuck me up movie.
1: Oh yeah, a hundred percent.
0: Make me sad. <laughs> A24's got yet another trailer. This one's for showing up.
1: Yeah, I am I mean, I know it's kind of A24 tradition in a sense, but I am confused and yet interested by this trailer.
0: I'm interested, but I don't know. It seems like it's mostly just a bunch of asshole head-up-their-butt artists.
1: I can definitely agree with that. That was one of the things that I picked up from the trailer. It's like, a lot of the people in here kind of seem like assholes.
0: <laughs> kind of suck. Which I have no room to talk, but I'm gonna anyway.
1: Yeah. I will say I'm, I am moderately interested in it since Hong Chow is is one of like the lead actresses.
0: Yeah, after The Menu, I kind of <laughs> feel like I have to now.
1: Tortilla.
0: <laughs> Tortilla <laughs> deliciosa. <laughs> what an absolutely preposterous time. Oh yes. Yeah, it's 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 a thing that, like I'm
1: I'm curious. I don't think there's enough here to like really get me to like plant my butt in a theater, but I'm definitely curious about it.
0: Yeah, this seems like one that I might be more likely to watch at home Mm -hmm. than in a theater. Right. But I suppose we'll see. Maybe we'll get more trailers. (laughs) Just having dropped the night before we recorded this, we got a trailer for Oppenheimer.
1: I mean, this this is a meme movie through and through.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm not a fan of Christopher Nolan's continued devotion to assaulting the ears of everybody who dares to observe his craft.
1: Yeah, that's the only thing, especially since this is a movie literally about nuclear explosions, I am genuinely scared of seeing this movie in a theater because of that.
0: It's a case of, I can respect it, but listening to this with headphones made me feel like he was driving an ice pick into my ears.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was actually an article that came out like a few months ago where someone interviewed Nolan about the movie, and he's like, I have have had so much fun just setting off all of these giant explosions for this movie. I'm just like,
0: uh. ugh. <laughs> I don't blame him. If I was getting paid to blow shit up...
1: Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I, I don't know. One of the jobs... There's a job that I don't think I would ever do in good conscience, but I'm always fascinated by, is avalanche blast- blasting in the mountains. And it's literally like shooting at mountains and throwing explosives at mountains to cause avalanches. like, yeah, you get paid to blow shit up. That sounds awesome. <laughs> It does. But when it comes to a Christopher Nolan movie, however, it creates a lot of worry. (laughs) It does. But, I mean, I'm gonna go see it. There's not a single doubt in my mind I'm going to go see this. It is, given the subject matter and all that, it, it, it is a Greg movie,
0: 100%. And it's got a spectacular cast, so I probably am also going to see it. Oh, yeah. Plus, Christopher Nolan is still a fantastic director, even if I don't think everything he's done is absolutely brilliant. And... Tenet's audio was unforgivable.
1: Oh, very much so.
0: (laughs) But still a tremendous master of his craft.
1: Oh, yeah. I feel like it'd be hard to ignore it because of how much of a big deal Robert Oppenheimer made about it after the fact. But I, I kind of am very much looking forward to this movie kind of going into... The morality and all the other things that come with nuclear weaponry and all that.
0: Having designed a death machine to end all death machines? Yeah,
1: he he. the whole quote of, "I have, what is it, like, I have become the destroyer of worlds? He said that because he realized how powerful a nuclear weapon was, and he instantly regretted creating it.
0: I can believe that. Yeah. So that ought to be a fun, lengthy time. <laughs> which just leaves... I can't oh boy. The Barbie trailer.
1: <laughs>
0: this is amazing.
1: This trailer is amazing. I will I it's so fucking stupid, but it's amazing.
0: <laughs> of all the things I expected from a Barbie trailer, comparisons to two thousand and one a space odyssey was not one of them. No, not at all. And you remember how I said that if they didn't use the Barbie girl song in the trailers they were fools and it was an instant fail? Well, I take it back. Do whatever you want. <laughs> I was an idiot. Yeah. You can blame it all on me. Baby, come back.
1: Since the beginning of time, there were dolls. (laughs) It's just like, oh, God, where is this going? And it just goes completely off the rails. It's like,
0: oh. Or Barbie is the monolith. And then that one girl just has the most awestruck, dumbfounded (laughs) expression on her face. It's amazing. Oh,
1: it's so good.
0: And then they just start swinging the baby dolls, breaking them to pieces, and it's
1: ah. They like throw one so hard it like launches into the atmosphere.
0: <laughs> All while also Sprock Zarathustra plays.
1: <laughs> yeah, I will definitely say this trailer made me significantly more interested in a Barbie movie than I've ever been my entire life.
0: <laughs> yeah, in fact, to to spoil something we're going to get into later in this episode, it is now one of my most anticipated movies of twenty twenty three.
1: I need this movie. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: Boy, just imagine us and whoever else we can get just rolling up x tickets for Barbie, please.
1: <laughs> like, are 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 y'all for real? It's like, don't touch. Yeah. We're we're I I want to make a joke and say we're journalists, kind of.
0: <laughs> we're podcasters.
1: We're podcasters. <laughs> That's close enough these days, right? <laughs> I am here
0: to review the Barbie movie. Uh. I expect a good time
1: why because it had a really dumbass trailer that made us so excited for it
0: <laughs> plus Margot Robbie
1: plus Margot Robbie
0: and Greta Gerwig, who is a good director. Mm.
1: yeah, I feel like this is very much gonna be one of those movies where either it's either amazing and because of what the subject of it is is gonna be like a cultural icon or it's gonna be total trash and there's like no middle ground whatsoever,
0: <laughs> yeah, either way, it should be fun, but I'm leaning towards the first one mmm. Which wraps up Trailer Time. Indeed. And puts us at this weekend's box office. Alright, what do we got? Take a guess. Avatar. <laughs> you guessed correct!
1: Oh, I was getting ready to say, or Black Panther. Like, we can no, e- we can edit it no. to see to, which, to whichever one's correct.
0: <laughs> now, Avatar 1. It took in $134.1 million domestically this weekend, and in total, for $441.7 million worldwide just from opening weekend.
1: What's its budget?
0: Big. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> it's like,
1: what's its budget? Yes.
0: <laughs> 250 million apparently. Oh,
1: okay. That it's 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 already like very close to making money based on, you know, the math and all that.
0: Yep, which hey, you know what? I don't have any comment. I haven't seen either of them, so Yeah, same. I'm just going to back up I guess maybe I'll watch them when Avatar three gets ready to come out, hmm. and then I'll watch Avatar in theaters in IMAX like I'm apparently supposed to. <laughs> Fair. I don't know. Hmm. We'll see. Good for it though. Yeah, genuinely. Good, yeah, uh, good. Good first showing. Bravo. There are still people trying to spin this like it's a loss somehow.
1: No, that's that that that's not happening.
0: Don't get me wrong; it's an expensive ass movie, and depending on how much they put into marketing, it might still have a ways to go to clear. Mm-hmm breaking even but it's also got almost no competition until february yeah and i'm sure international. I mean, heck just look at look at the fact that it made roughly 300 million more dollars worldwide than it did domestically it seems like it's pretty popular internationally so it's gonna keep going
1: yeah this this movie is like slated to do well
0: yeah anyways second place very distant second place. Oh, I can imagine. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, hmm. which took in five point three million dollars domestically this weekend, Oof. for a four hundred eighteen point nine million dollar domestic total and seven hundred eighty seven point one million dollars worldwide.
1: Yeah, that's a quite. A, that's a bit of a gap.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Big haul though. Still.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's not
0: like that movie's losing money, so. Yeah. Third place, we've got Violent Night at $5 million domestically for a $35 million domestic total and $55.1 million worldwide. So, good for it. Yep. $20 million budget. So, presumably, it's making some money. Yeah. Which, hey, that's great.
1: <laughs> good for it, because it, it was a good Best time.
0: holiday movie I've seen all year that came out this year.
1: i say best murdery holiday movie for sure. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've seen three in a row, and it's still the best. <laughs> if anything, it's maybe less forgiving of the other two. Mm. In fourth place, Strange World at $2.2 million domestic for a $33.7 million domestic total and $60.6 million worldwide. Mm. Again, $180 million budget, and it's about to go to Disney+. Plus.
2: Yeah, a little bone there.
0: Yep. And in fifth place, I can't believe this is still here. It's the menu. Okay. At $1.6 million domestically for $32 million domestic total and $64.5 million worldwide. That's against a $30 million budget. So, assuming the maximum of double the production budget, it's making a little bit of profit at least. Well, that's good. Yeah.
1: It's a quality movie. It deserves to make some money.
0: Indeed. Here's hoping. Mm. So, we watched Christmas Bloody Christmas, which (laughs) isn't a new movie but it's new for this month. It came out December 9th, I think, mm-hmm. in limited release and also on Shudder. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to bother doing a whole review over it. It kind of sucked. It,
1: it 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 wasn't great.
0: Nah, it was poorly shot. It seems like all the effects went into the Santa robot instead of the gore, which not the best place to put the budget for your killer Santa robot movie.
1: To be fair, the killer robot Santa, while incredibly frustrating, was actually kind of neat.
0: Yeah, but after so long of it just sparking and firing up and laser eyes, it's just like I would have rather watched the guy's head cave in convincingly, you know?
1: I'm still so mad I didn't make the joke I I thought of making at the time. That you called it? Yeah, because I called it internally, but I'm like no, no, that's that's a little bit too easy, and I'm like, oh, come on, movie. (laughs) It's like the movie basically stole the joke from me.
0: You know what? I'll give the movie this. It had some pretty good characters at the start.
1: Oh, yeah. I kind of got this weird-ass feeling that, like, all the characters that are shown, are, that are given the most screen time, are, like, they, they all, all, like, adorably suck. <laughs> I don't want these people to die. Like, they're kind of assholes, but I genuinely don't want them to die.
0: <laughs> but you still don't feel anything when they do. Yeah, no. So that just kind of shows yeah. even with likable characters, you really don't care when they die. Yeah. So, long and short of it is, don't bother. Mm. Go see Violent Night. It's better. And if you've seen it already, go see it again. (laughs) For real. Seriously, that, that, ah, it's so good. (laughs) Which brings us to a discussion topic that we have for this week. The most anticipated movies of 2023. Oh, yes. Because there's a lot of stuff coming out. Some of it's going to be good, some of it's going to be bad. Some of it we'll probably not even see. (laughs) But... Let's get to it.
1: Oh, yeah. Do you want to start or?
0: I'll start. Let's do one. Let's do one each and then just keep going back and forth. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start with the one that's least anticipated just because we have no trailer and no real information about it much. Mm -hmm. And that is Renfield. Okay. It's a horror comedy about Dracula's lackey.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That, That sounds like a good time.
0: Yeah. Apparently after falling in love with a traffic cop played by aquafina.
1: Okay. <laughs> he decides
0: to leave his servitude to count dracula. But that's not the reason why I want to see this movie. Hmm. The reason why this movie makes my most anticipated 2023 list. Hmm. Guess who's playing dracula? Adam driver. Nicolas cage. Oh. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs>
0: Right? It's like, I don't need a trailer.
1: No. Yeah, that's, um, oh boy.
0: This isn't even his first time playing a vampire is the funniest thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Vampire's Kiss was a very uncomfortable movie. I've heard as much. It's one of those movies where it's like, I kind of want to watch it, but I've heard nothing but how just uncomfortable it is to watch. It's kind of like, eh?
0: Yeah, you're, you've heard right. It's a weird one. Fair. So yeah, that's my number five. Hmm. What's one on your list?
1: So I guess, uh, I guess kind of on the same level is I kind of had a weird one with this one because there were two that I kind of put as like least anticipated. So I just kind of broke the rules and did it as a tie.
0: Okay. Now that's fair.
1: So tie for five is Ghostbusters Afterlife 2 and kind of sticking with the Nicolas Cage thing the old way. (laughs) Okay. Ghostbusters 2 because even though there's like been nothing said about it other than the second one's being made I really enjoyed the movie I would definitely say that I enjoyed it more than most of the other Ghostbusters movies with probably the exception of the first one so it's, if it's kind of kept in the same like level of quality as after the first Afterlife I am all for that and then the old way I don't know what it is but there really is something about a Nicolas Cage western about him going on a hunt of revenge, but training his daughter to, like, being Gunsinger herself. It's like, you know what? This is nothing new by any means, but all of the things that are being put into this do make me pretty interested in how it turns out.
0: What a joyous year we're coming up on, where we each have a separate Nicolas Cage movie in our (laughs) top five most anticipated. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, it just looks really cool. I'm really, I'm actually pretty eager to see how it turns out.
0: Fair. So for my number four, I put Blue Beetle. Okay. Cause obviously I'm I'm more of a superhero movie person than not. <laughs> right. And I am weirdly super looking forward to this, despite knowing almost nothing about what it's gonna be. Just because Blue Beetle is a cool concept, Jaime Reyes is a cool character this might actually manage to escape whatever oncoming Warner Brothers purge may or may not happen. Hmm. It's already escaped being axed from being an HBO Max exclusive because they decided to put it to theaters instead, so good for it there. It's a plucky little underdog, and I'm rooting for it.
1: Mm -hmm. All of that is definitely very encouraging.
0: And also, it was almost Shazam. (laughs) Okay. But, I don't know. I'm looking forward to Shazam, Mm -hmm. but I don't really know that I'm expecting anything out of Shazam.
2: Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I like. I'm looking forward to It's the same way that, uh, spoiler alert, Ant-Man 3 didn't make the list. I'm sure Ant-Man 3 is going to be great. Mm. But there are other movies that have caught me totally by surprise that made it on this list that I have higher expectations for. Right. Blue Beetle, on the other hand, total mystery, no idea. Give me a trailer. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> I'm going to jump to my third place. Okay. It's Cocaine Bear.
1: <laughs> Why is it Cocaine Bear? Honestly, I expected that to movie be higher. Looks
0: stupid as fuck.
1: <laughs> I expected Cocaine Bear to be higher than three, though.
0: <laughs> nah, hmm. like it looks dumb. <laughs> cocaine Bear is one of those ones where it makes the list because this is probably, hopefully, going to be one of the most fun movies we see that year. Right. However, and this probably flies contrary to what I literally just said, I'm not expecting, like, I'm expecting big things, but I'm not expecting great things. Oh,
1: no, God, no.
0: It's one of those, this is going to be an over-the-top, really funny time that I am probably going to be quoting for a while. (laughs) But it's not the other two on my list, which I'll get to later. Right. What's your number three?
1: So, well, for number four... Number four, I would probably have to put as.
0: Oh, you. Okay, you have six on your list. N-
1: yeah, no, because like I said, I.
0: Oh. Yeah. Shit. Okay, well, this completely fucked up the order. Sorry.
1: No, you're good. Like I said, it was. That was. It was kind of a thing of like, ah, I, these two are like equally tied. I can't really put one above the other. <laughs>
0: My bad. I thought you meant that 4 and 5 were tied. No. Not that there was a 5 and 6. Yeah,
1: and I was trying not to make a 5 and 6, but it was like, I I genuinely can't choose.
0: (laughs) Unscripted content here. Yes. Fantastic.
1: So my number 4, if you don't mind me doing like 4 and 3 in that case, or... Yeah,
0: no, do. I just did.
1: Okay, cool. So my number 4 is the upcoming Into the Spider-Verse movie.
0: Mm.
1: So, just because that was another one where I really enjoyed... The first one, I definitely enjoyed the creative aspect of it, so I'm definitely interested in that. I am extremely curious t- about the series of events that leads to Miles Morales basically fighting all of the other dimensional Spider-Men that show up. Oh, okay, so shit really does hit the fan in this movie. Alright, I am, I am very interested in this. So, that's definitely number four. Number three, I would put as John Wick just because it's a thing like with all the setup that was given in the third movie and from what little bit's been shown about the fourth you know it looks like a good time definitely curious to see the consequences of the greater criminal organizations that's been shown and like them trying to kill off john wick so that he doesn't actually collect on whatever's owed to him proverbially speaking of course and obviously can't get enough of overacting gunslinging keanu reeves even though keanu reeves is an amazing actor and he's a wonderful human being there are definitely some parts in the trailers that have been shown it's just like all right he's he's really giving it up and it is wonderful to see that
0: <laughs> yeah and it should just to clarify just because something hasn't made my list doesn't mean i'm not excited for it i get excited for a lot of movies oh yeah
1: no there's this is
0: just like top of the top
1: yeah, because it really is a thing of, for all the things that have been shown for the movies this year. Like, I am significantly less of a movie-going type of person than you are. But there's a lot of really cool stuff that's coming out. Like, it's it's hard to narrow it down.
0: Yeah, but it's hard to top, case in point, my number two pick, which is Barbie. <laughs> okay. I cannot wait. I know we <laughs> just gushed about the trailer, but it looks amazing it looks mm. so weird and so bizarre and so kind of dumb but like it's actually got a point to make with that dumbness. Mm-hmm. Just... Ugh! Oh, I, I, I'm so excited. <laughs> I never thought if you told any younger me beforehand that a Barbie movie would have me excited I would say it, What? No. <laughs> Why? A Barbie movie's just gonna be aimed at, you know... It's it's a one quadrant movie. It's females under twenty five.
1: You're right.
0: <laughs> you can't do anything with a Barbie movie. That's ridiculous. Show us what I know. Yeah,
1: for Take real. Take that,
0: me. What a zany time. Anyway, what's yours number?
1: <laughs> My number two is is the Mario Brothers movie, and and largely just because I explain. Am... <laughs> it's not for good reasons. <laughs> okay like it is a thing of, like i do genuinely want to see this movie because i feel like this movie is going to be fun and going to be enjoyable in some capacity but i also feel like it's going to be just a total train wreck and i am all here for it
0: <laughs> i feel like the movie's going to be fine it's just going to be chris pratt weighing the whole thing down
1: yeah well unfortunately that's kind of the part that i think is going to make it Not a total train wreck, but does enough damage. Was like, oh, this this movie's going to be remembered and quoted for eons to come, and not for good reasons.
0: I think some things like Bowser will definitely be memorable. I mean, look at Open the Gate. Yeah, that's already pretty much a meme.
1: (laughs) It's also a thing of like, at least to anything that I can remember seeing in the realm of video games turned to movies. This is probably one of the most quality ones we've seen in a pretty long time. It's definitely the most quality one that I can think of. So I'm definitely looking forward to that because this actually looks like one where it's a video game movie made by, like, people and created by people who actually care about the subject matter and what it's coming from. I just, on the most recent trailer, and even though I'm not big into Mario, I recognized a whole bunch of references and it's like, okay, you know, Chris Pratt notwithstanding, I actually do feel pretty good about this movie. (laughs)
0: Okay, you know what? You haven't seen Sonic 2, so I'll forgive your
1: I was going to say like I stu- indirect
0: shade at Sonic 2. I was
1: going to say I still need to see Sonic 2. I very much enjoyed Sonic 1. Sonic 1 was a great time. Did you
0: see Detective Pikachu? Yes. Okay, cuz I feel like Detective Pikachu was also made by people who really enjoyed the actual material.
1: I I did get that feeling as well, but honestly for me, my biggest takeaway from Detective Pikachu was just, oh god, why am I blanking on the man's name right now? <laughs> ryan reynolds oh yeah it was just ryan reynolds being pikachu like that's that's that was the main reason i was there and that was my biggest takeaway also the whole like bit where they're asking mr mime questions
0: (laughs) that was pretty good
1: yeah that was one where it's like i wasn't exactly there for pokemon i was there for the shenanigans and at least with this one i feel like even though i'm here for shenanigans i'm also a little bit here for like mario stuff as well if that makes sense no, that's fair. And what is your number one anticipated? It's Guardians Three. Okay.
0: No fanfare. No no big ah no, what could it be? No, it's Guardians Three. <laughs> the Guardians movies are my favorites they're they're my favorite series so far in the MCU. Back to back, those are two of my favorite movies. I watch them a lot. Mm. I really enjoy them. Three looks like it's gonna fuck us up in the best possible way, and also the worst possible ways. The holiday special has me newly excited to see this new iteration, what they've been up to after being gone for five years, some of the new team dynamics. I'm really excited to see more of Kraglin, more of Nebula. Just, ah, I can't wait. This is the... This is the Marvel movie that is why the other two Marvel movies did not make this list, because neither of them fill me with such... Joy and dread. <laughs> and I'm very excited for all the weird shit like the high evolutionary and counter earth and the. Ge- ah, di- di- now give. More Cosmo!
1: <laughs> more Cosmo! Right.
0: Anyway, what's yours?
1: For me, and probably isn't going to be a big surprise, it is Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. I don't know why I keep on getting the damn name wrong.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Oppenheimer.
1: I'm pretty sure it is r- as well yeah it's just because of what it is who it's talking about the subject matter like i don't really know how to concisely just portray how much i'm interested in this movie especially because it's covering not only just the manhattan project and nuclear weaponry but all of the part the pun all of the fallout that came from this, <laughs> that came from this project that we still feel to this day from the level of like morality and society and whatnot it can't be a secret at this point if you listening to the podcast. I'm very much into war history, military history, movies, games, stuff like that. And it's true getting into all of that is why I'm generally a pacifist, because it's also a thing of like, oh, oh, this is actually kind of fucked. <laughs> and at c- certain points, it's very <laughs> fucked. And, you know, the, the Manhattan Project is definitely like a big portion of that. There's always going to be discussions about the necessity of nuclear weapons, spoiler word, it was the best bad decision we could have made at that point, and all of that. But it's just one of those things where it's just so fascinating how much that short period in time and the events that came before, during, and after it shaped all of the world as we know it today, and just created so many more questions about war, the human nature, morality, stuff like that. And I can only hope, because really, haven't gotten a lot about the movie itself per se, just kind of the tone and whatnot. I can only hope that this movie at least does a decent job of trying to like delve into that stuff, because that is just such a philosophical and moral rabbit hole to dig down into. And and again, you know, it's a me movie by far. It's a historical like movie based during the Second World War. About the deadliest thing mankind has ever created. Yeah, completely hyped for it. Hopefully, Christopher Nolan doesn't destroy my ears. That's all I ask for.
0: <laughs> oh, he will.
1: Please, Nolan senpai. <laughs> Let me keep my well, ears.
0: Don't, we don't have a single thing in common on our list, do we?
1: No, I kind of honestly. I was, I was, I put the Mario Brothers one, and I was like, I feel like that's gonna be on his list too as well, probably.
0: <laughs> nah, I'm glad we're friends. Oh yes. <laughs> What a motley assortment of movies these are. Mm -hmm. Anyways, loyal listeners, if you have any movies that you're super looking forward to, top five, top seven, top ten, top three, I don't know, I don't care, let us know. Yes, indeedy. Because that about wraps up this episode of Under the Bridge. Next week, I have no idea. (laughs) It's probably either The Whale or another discussion topic. Right. Maybe looking back at 2022 and what things we really liked. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Because the thing is, there's really about three movies coming out this weekend, I think. The Whale, Babylon, and Dance with Somebody. Mm -hmm. But I Want to Dance with Somebody is two hours and 20 minutes long. And then Babylon is three hours and nine minutes. And I already turned down seeing Avatar because it was too dang long and I don't have a super high level of investment in sitting through that particular three hour movie and I'm not about to start making a hypocrite out of myself now. Right. At least not in this particular instance. I'll make a hypocrite out of myself in other cases.
1: <laughs> I
0: can I can agree and respect that. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see where we go. In any case, thanks so much for listening. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, follow, share, whatever you want to do. Mm. And until next time, this has been Cody, aka the Scarlet Troll.
1: And this has been Greg, aka Greg.
0: And here's to 2023.
1: Goodbye, everybody.
0: Bye.